Finally today, we're going to remember one of the great stars of 20th century ballet, a British-born dancer named Frederick Franklin. He died in New York over the weekend, aged 98. The world's Alex Galifant profiled Franklin on this program about three years ago. And Alex, you posted online last night that he was one of the nicest interviewees you've ever met. Margot, he was a complete delight. He was 95 when I met him in his apartment in New York. And this place was like a greenhouse in the clouds. It had plants absolutely everywhere. And Frederick Franken was was impish. He was playful and, and dignified. You know, from my short encounter with him, at least, he was a, a sweet and lovely man. And this is how he introduced himself to me. All right, I'm Frederick Franklin. And I was born in Liverpool, England. And I've spent most of my life, my wonderful life here in America. And Alex, uh, last time I checked, Liverpool wasn't famous for its ballet culture. I'm assuming Frederick Franklin didn't just go straight from Liverpool to New York. Remind us. Right, there's no Liverpool equivalent of the Bolshoi, to be sure. But when Franklin was a boy, a company of Russian dancers did come to town. It was the Ballet Russe run by the Russian impresario Sergei Diaghilev. And the Ballet Russe was based in Paris, right? Exactly. And the company kind of revolutionized the way dance was presented. Uh, Diaghilev brought in collaborators from other art forms, such as the composer Stravinsky and the fine artist uh, Henri Matisse. And luckily for Freddie Franklin, the company liked to travel. Whatever prompted them to get out on the road, I've no idea, but it was fortunate for all of us to be able to see them. Franklin was entranced, but there seemed to be no way in for him. There wasn't even a real ballet school in England at the time. So a couple of years later, he headed to London, age 17, to study tap dancing. And then he saw an ad in the paper. And it said, boy wanted Paris and an address. So this was an address in London? Yes, it was an audition for the Jackson Troupe a song and dance outfit that had once featured a young Charlie Chaplin. But because Franklin wasn't yet 18, he was only accepted if he lived with a French family. This was in 1931. And Paris, of all places, the food. I wasn't used to eating all this um, garlic and all the other wonderful things. That was a sort of a taste I had to get used to. But I managed... Frederick Franklin only stayed in Paris for a short while while he was there. He danced with Josephine Baker, among others. Mm. And he went back to England to join the revolution in homegrown ballet that was happening there. And he takes all these turns. I'm guessing that after that, uh, the life of Frederick Franklin, I guess, took another turn. Yeah, you guessed it. In 1937, Franklin got a phone call from Leonid Massine, who was the then choreographer of the Ballet Russe. And uh, Franklin and Massine uh, met up. And I looked into those big brown eyes, and he looked at me, and before long he said, uh, you will be a premier dancer in my new ballet company, here's a contract for five years, sign it. And I just signed it. That was how it all began with the Russian ballet. Report here, do this, on the coat. I went on the train, on the boat, did it all, got to Monte Carlo, and that's how it was. So this was now the Ballet Russe rebranded as the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. Yes, and it was there that Franklin partnered Alexandra Danilova, one of the same dancers he'd seen years earlier in Liverpool. And they ended up dancing together for 20 years, becoming one of the most celebrated partnerships in the history of ballet. Wow, talk about dancing through the 20th century. So how did he finally arrive here in the U.S.? He came to dance on a tour. He loved it here and he stayed. 
and he was performing at the Met in New York even well into his 90s, playing small roles such as the tutor in Swan Lake. But Marco, after appearing on all of these world-famous stages, he most remembered a performance he'd given in Liverpool when he was just eight years old, and a program for the show he and his mother found afterwards. My, my name, someone written, a born dancer. And that about sums the whole thing up. That person had seen me and written, just wrote, whomever it was. And we, I know we had the program for so long, a born dancer. Maybe that's the whole story. <laughs> Prescient program notes. That is the story. <laughs> After our interview, he walked me to the elevator to take me downstairs out of his apartment. But before the elevator door shut, Freddie walked sideways out of view, waving his hand slowly and saying, goodbye, goodbye. It was like he was walking off stage, and it was utterly, utterly charming. Oh, what a fantastic parting shot. Alex, thanks so much for sharing the story with us again. Thank you, Marco. 